Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spiritual Insights. We are thrilled that you have taken time out of your schedule to tune in. If you're new to the show, I'd like to offer you a warm welcome and hope that you'll join our large audience and community of co-creation and spiritual support. We are dedicated to helping you cultivate peace in your life through self-awareness and offer something for everyone. I myself am a psychic medium, advanced energetic healer, spiritual teacher, and channel for Jesus, and I work with others in the divine to help clients and listeners. And on the show, we feature monthly segments, including A Course in Miracles with Robert Rosenthal, MD, co-president of the Foundation for Inner Peace. We also offer energetic healing segments where you can call in for long-distance healing. And today's segment is the latest installment in our Masterclass Educational Series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil. On the second Wednesday of each month, I'm joined by my special guest co-host, Danielle Gibson, who has served as full-body channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother, in her distinct voice, to share universal truths and lend guidance for the human journey. After a brief discussion on a specific topic with Danielle, she will allow Mother to come through to offer her loving words on the subject. Danielle is the author of Mother Mary's Pathway to Love and has connected people worldwide with Mother's love and grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events to inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness. To learn more and join the Beloved community, visit BelovedPublications.com. If you would like to explore more of Mother's teachings, Danielle and Mother also appear on Conscious Talk Radio each month. Visit ConsciousTalk.net to access those additional segments, or you can review the audio and video archives I've created on my website, SpiritualInsightsRadio.com where you'll find direct links to their YouTube videos and other appearances. Also, remember to check out the new library of great literary works that we recommend on the show. So today's topic is acceptance of all challenges. Welcome back, Danielle. How are you? Thank you so much, Charlotte. It's wonderful to be here with you today. I'm doing well, thank you. I guess we'll pick up where we left off. You know, we've we've had some pretty interesting topics about faith and support and um, ways to manage a challenge. But recently, I'll put it this way, I was overheard by spirit. <laughs> I was overheard <laughs> saying some things to people because people were, you know, they're very concerned about my husband's cancer. And they ask you how you're doing and their their eyes are just dripping with sympathy. And I found myself saying, you know what, the cancer I can handle. I'm built that way. I can handle the cancer, and we're getting through it. It's the financial stress that is really giving me a hard time. And so 
it was decided that the topic today is going to be about when you accept a challenge, you have to accept all parts of it. You cannot accept one part of it and resist or reject another. Yes. And that, that's pretty important, you know, because at, at the moment, in that moment I didn't realize I was doing that. Yes, I, I do know from vast experience with my struggles with, with acceptance, you know, and it's ironic because even after all these years, I still, I still can't wrap my mind around the power of acceptance. My mind tells me that it's not that power, like it's, it's not that important. It's not that powerful. Or, or my mind will say, well, of course you're accepting it. You're dealing with it. But those are two very different things. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, and I find that I can deal with things. I can get through them without accepting them. And that makes it so much harder to do what needs to get done and to, you know, be present while I'm doing it and also to have a more positive outcome with, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing. I, I underestimate acceptance, I think, all the time. Mm. I think I, I think it only gets to a certain point and then it stops. Like I can accept okay, you have to deal with this and you get to a certain point. But then in other instances, I can say, well, look at what this is reflecting back to you about yourself. And so I turn it into a learning opportunity to examine my thoughts and feelings, see where there might be a block. And, but that doesn't happen all the time, especially when it's so fast-paced. So yeah. when it comes to acceptance, you know, like with the, um, the whole regimen of chemotherapy, getting to the hospital several times a week, um, and dealing with all of that, I got into a rhythm. And so I had to move into acceptance. I had to relax into it. But then with this constant, it's like this constant dark cloud over your head of pressure. And so that's yeah. where the resistance came in. And then, and then remember we talked about apathy, like when do you get to a point between acceptance and apathy, right? And so that yeah. happened the other day when I got a bill in the mail from the cancer center for half a million dollars. Oh, my God. Half a million dollars. And they had taken, um, they had given us a very deep discount. Thank you very much. It was like insurance or something like that. And then they said they would appreciate our prompt payment of $285,000 and 71 cents, you know. And I just, I just laughed. I was like, whatever, you know. It, yeah. It'll work out, and so you yeah. you vacillate between this faith and there's nothing I can do, and you accept that there's nothing you could do in this moment, but something will happen right. in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. And I, what what does acceptance feel like to you? Like, how do you know when you are in acceptance? For me. Mm-hmm when I can look at it and deal with it without judging it or trying to manipulate it mm-hmm, or, um, mm-hmm. or control it, you know what I mean? And yeah. so, yeah. Um, like, I gave up. I threw my hands up in the air, and I said, I surrender. Okay, he's got cancer. 
And then the hard part in the beginning was you didn't really know what the future looks like. So with that shroud of uncertainty, it was much scarier. But as we learned about the illness, the treatment, and the schedule that we would have to adhere to, then I got a chance to adapt and work into my conscious understanding that, okay, so you're going to be at the hospital on Mondays and Thursdays of every week, and so you plan around that. So now that's your priority, and then everything else falls in line behind it. And so right. you, there's a grace to it. There's an ease uh, rather than struggle against it, whether it's trying to understand it or trying to make it stop from happening. But right. um, you go through it, and you pick your moments to feel gratitude because I really have learned a lot about myself and faith. And I was saying on the air yesterday, we had our Course in Miracles class, and I told my co-host, uh, Dr. Bob, I said, you know, it's one of those opportunities where it's like spirit saying, so Charlotte, you know the material? You know A Course in Miracles? And I say, yes, I do. And they say, okay, here's a chance to prove it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you walk mm-hmm. that line of peace. And I've yeah. managed to find peace to a large degree, not complete, but to a large degree in that acceptance. That's what gets you there. And the, and the willingness, there's got to be willingness to say, okay, this is my life right now. This is important. I wrote the script. And so I'm going to honor myself and my soul by doing everything I can to do this with as much peace and joy as possible. Yeah. Because, because even as Mother said, there, there's good. There's good in, in today. There's, there's good now. And so it's true. He's being cared for by some of the best doctors in the country. There's a lot to be grateful for. So, yeah. You know, the occasional pity party is okay, but mostly I try to maintain that posture. That's amazing. And when did you realize that you were not in acceptance around the money? I mean, well, I mean, I know you were telling people that, but what does that feel like? Right. So, what's the sort of the difference? Well, the, the hard accepting part. of the cancer and then not accepting of the financial situation. Right. Well. Well, because money makes everything easier, you know. And with him being sick and unable to work, he's disabled. So that took more than 50% of our income. So I'm trying to keep up uh, my contribution to the household. And it's always either just enough or just under just enough. And so there's that constant pressure of, will I be able to meet my obligations? Uh, Will I be able to put gas in the car to get to the hospital? It's an hour and a half to two-hour drive each way. Um, the strategy that's involved. So because of the intense uh, need to be strategic about what you do and uh, finagling things to make it all work, it's just a constant on and it doesn't let you relax mentally or emotionally. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So my resistance is for, for that scenario. And, like, because I'm, I'm asking you this question because this is so amazing that you're right here in it. You know what I mean? You're, you're sort of having um, two things that are the primary sort of maybe ingredients to the, the situation, right? Mm-hmm. The cancer and, and the money and accepting one and not the other. What, what, what's 
the difference energetically? How does that difference feel inside of you? I think I, with the financial stress, I think I take that personally. You remember I said I can mm. take challenges personally? Yep, yep. I feel insulted and victimized by it. And ah. that's where the struggle is. With the cancer, I can more easily and more readily get to a place where I say, okay, well, we wrote the scripts for our lives. We, we wrote the highlights, and we have free choice in between. And so this is a very important part of this lifetime for both of us in soul, for soul growth. And so I would always honor that, and so that's easier. My mind struggles with the, the financial end of it because I want to say to myself, this isn't teaching me anything. This is just hurting oh. me. And oh. so there's a, there's a block of maybe I don't even want to know what it's supposed to be teaching me. I just want it to be over. It's that resistance. Do you think it would be different if you were the one that had cancer? Would would you take that personally? Would you have that same sort of victimization? Because I'm asking because I know I would in the beginning. <laughs> but it's um, – it's yeah. I mean, I, I I think that if I had something that big, that life threatening, that uh, I think knowing myself, uh, that I would definitely fall into that victim to begin with. I don't know that I'd stay there, but I definitely know that I. I well, I shouldn't say definitely, but I most likely I would dip yes. in there. It would it would be devastating. Um, I think it would be harder if I were the one with the cancer. Yep. One reason is because I'm doing everything. I'm the details person. Oh, and so, you know, normally, you know, we share the responsibilities, household responsibilities, but with him being so weak and the side effects from the chemo being pretty brutal, I do all the cooking, all the cleaning, all the driving, all the all the uh, bill paying, uh, letter writing, uh, going to get medical records. What Anything that needs to be done, it's up to me. And so I'm more equipped to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is better because I have those capabilities, the detail-oriented type A personality that can get things done. He has the same type of personality, but a lot of this involves the computer, which he doesn't use computers. Um, right. So that would, make, that would make it that much harder on him if he had to take care of me. As far as if I were diagnosed with cancer, I would totally, absolutely, 100% immediately feel that Jesus betrayed me. Uh, yeah. I think That's you're exactly hitting on That's go. what I wanted to highlight. I think that for me, and it's sounding like this is similar for you, and I've talked to, of course, a lot of people about this over the years, that there's a, a primary element that keeps us from acceptance and that is when we decide uh, something is uh, unacceptable, regardless of the reasons, whether it's positive or negative. You know, if someone wants to give us love and we're like, no, we don't deserve it, you know, whatever. It's right. that whatever in our minds or our being makes it unacceptable, it is that feeling that we take it personally, Right. Either we're being mm-hmm. punished or we don't deserve it. If it's something good, we don't deserve it. If it's, you know, bad, we're being punished. It's it's taking it personally. And and um and of course I think 
just rationally, how can we not? Because we're human beings and we have an ego and, you know, we have that whole I kind of thing. So it's mm-hmm. hard not to take things personally. But how do you unwind from, like, how, how, what's your process in going from taking it personally, like with the money right now, when you open a million, half a million dollar bill from the hospital, you know, how do you go from taking that personally into uh, surrendering that one piece? Well, I think when I opened it, that's where the shift occurred. Because when you see a number that big, my eyes went wide. And <laughs> especially the line, we appreciate your prompt payment. And, <laughs> and I just, I had to laugh. Because it's ludicrous, yeah. At, at, the, at the absurdity of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like earlier in the year when we had the bank fraud, that's when a lot of this started. Right. Uh, when someone hacked into our bank account and drained it and all the problems that went with that. Um, and mother said, well, you're taking it so personally. You know, of course you're having a hard time with it. And, and that was helpful, but I didn't take it personally. It's just that I had to acknowledge there's nothing I can do. So if there's nothing you can do about it, there's other things I can do. Uh, Alan's cousin started a GoFundMe campaign. And so that's a lot of work. You have to send that to everyone you know, and you have to put it on social yeah. media. And, and there's, you have to be humble about it because it's, it's kind of humiliating that you need to ask mm-hmm. for help. But as Mother said, you have to be willing to accept help in whatever form it comes. And so if it were somebody I know in this situation, I would certainly donate and not think that way. But, you know, that's how it feels is humbling to have to ask. But so there's things like that I can do and I can put energy into endeavors like that. And I can uh, promote my healing work and tell everybody, hey, you know what? Like I've been saying on the air, helping others helps me, number one, because it helps me rise above the situation. You know, when I'm working, I'm operating from my higher self. So I'm not feeling any of the normal, normal emotions that I normally would about it because now I'm kind of connected to my higher self to to do this. Right. Um, But I tell people, keep me busy, and that helps me financially as well. If you book a session with me, I get to help you, and I get to earn Money, right. and right. not so yeah. much ask for it, you know. And um, yeah, so those are things that I do, and I'm I'm working with a couple people to put flyers out about the show uh, in metaphysical stores and whatnot. But as far as other than addressing the situation by making a phone call and saying hello, you know, I don't have two hundred eighty-five thousand dollars on hand. <laughs> Where do we go from here? You know, what's the solution? So you can go into a positive mode of solution finding instead of depression. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that I, I think that you're when you opened that uh bill and looked at it, I, I from my own experience there's oftentimes what kind of jolts me into acceptance when I really need it is those exact kind of moments where I realize there is nothing I can do in this one moment. You know, you're staring at a bill 
and you're like, do I have a quarter million? Can I write that check today? No, I cannot. And there's nothing I can do about that. You, you know, there's just in this moment, yes, there are things I can do in the future that might, you know, generate some income and that's all fine and great. But in this moment, there's literally nothing that I can do to, to change mm-hmm. the situation as it is. And mm-hmm. I realize in those moments that one of the big struggles or what's, what's creating all the struggle and the, and the, the lack of acceptance is my uh, feeling in the moment that there's something I should be doing to change what is. Right, so it's it's a tricky thing because it's not like giving up, or uh, like you said, the apathy. You know, surrendering is not apathy. Right. It's just that recognition that in this moment I'm holding in my hand a bill for a quarter of a million dollars that I do not have. Like, there's no scenario where you have it. You know, and. That kind of moment, I think, always reminds me that I have this moment, and that's the only moment I have, is, is uh-huh. this moment. Uh-huh. And, uh, and that's it. And so when I'm not in acceptance, it's like I'm living in a fantasy moment, not this moment. Like, I'm thinking about what can I do and how can I make money? I can do this and I can do that. You know, I'm so caught up in what I can in the future mm-hmm. rather than what is. And usually for me, when I can focus on what is, when I can really feel that acceptance, like, you know, that, that, uh, that bill, all of a sudden there's this incredible calm that comes over me. And I and I feel like I've gone from flailing around in the deep end, just right back into the flow. Like I, yes, it's yes. it's almost like you know, like on the log flume when you're going on that ride, you know, at six mm-hmm. lines and you're going down, and and all of a sudden you just shift to another track. It's just yes. like that. It's so easy. You just flow right into the track. You know that mm-hmm. that track that's that's all about flow. Mm-hmm. And then I start to feel, okay, well, what do I need to do in the moment? Well, I need to make a phone call and let them know that this bill will never get paid. <laughs> yes. You know, that these, okay, that's my next step. And then mm-hmm. what's my next step after that? And my next step after that. And mm-hmm. it all of a sudden starts to feel so easily. And then what tends to happen for me is, um, I call and I get the right person to talk to, and then you know we talk about what the possibilities are and what's next, and I find a path that works for me. You know, it's it's like all of a sudden what starts to unfold feels so much easier than when I'm just crazy and flailing and like way off in the future and I got to do this and I get, you know, it's this um, frantic kind of Mm -hmm. feeling and Mm -hmm. don't get much done or when, or a lot of the stuff that I do doesn't really bear fruit. It's kind of like uh, 
spending a lot of energy and getting very little results. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas and that's, when that's I'm part in of that it. flow, it just things start to show up. And, uh, you know, a week later, can I still pay that bill? No, I still cannot pay that bill a week later. But, you know, I've spoken to the right person and things are being set up and I'm, you know, being referred mm-hmm. to this person and we're working through. Do you know what I mean? It, it's just, mm-hmm. it's very, very different. It's a very, very different experience. It, it's a totally different experience. And uh, to answer your earlier question, you know, um, if you can't change the situation, then change your mind about it. You know what I mean? Change yeah. those aspects of yourself that can be changed because if it's if you feel the situation is pushing you against the wall, then the wall that you're being pressed into has got to be something about yourself that no longer serves. So mm-hmm. if I look at where I was a year ago, I could say I was pretty content, but... I've observed the changes in my beliefs, my attitudes. They've all gone to such a deeper level because of all this with the faith and knowing that I am not alone. um, That certainly helps. But it's taking me to such a deeper level that there's something I noticed that comes up in me. It's happened several times, and it startled me. Whatever Mm. I was doing, I could be driving washing dishes or what have you, just not really focusing on any one thing, just getting to where I need to be or whatever. But I did feel a strange excitement come up from my gut. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what was that? And it, it came up bigger and bigger, and it was a form of exhilaration. And it mm-hmm. was specifically, I'll phrase it this way, I'm so glad I'm going through this. I'm so glad this cancer arrived in my life, and I was startled. Wow. And I thought, where did that come from? And so it must have come from soul level. And if I embrace it, my soul knows what's coming, of what, what level I'll be on. And I was thinking about transformation, and it occurred to me that it's not the transformation I'm afraid of. It's what's going to happen on the other side of that. Will it be so unfamiliar that it's terrifying? Or will it be a deeper recognition of self? So I think the outcome, like what happens when all of this process is complete, is the big fear. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, yes. Who will Absolutely. I be? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. And, and I think that you are... Uh, in a in very good company of a lot of people who have discovered that cancer turns out to be an amazing gift in their life, whether they're the ones with cancer or their spouse or child or loved one. It's a, our mutual friends, um, Rob Spears and Brenda Michaels from Conscious Talk Radio. They uh, both are cancer survivors, and they they talk about this a lot. I mean, Brenda wrote her book about it. Mm-hmm. What a gift cancer is, you know, and yes. It's a it's a huge um, leap in consciousness it to is. to feel that, and I think that that also uh, contributes to a huge amount of acceptance. That you know, this is bigger than you are, kind of thing. Yes, and yet, if you allow yourself to stretch, 
you can expand as big as that is. And so that's the exciting part of it. I want to say on the petty side of it, when we were talking about, you know, not accepting, you know, like, no, I I will not accept this. This is an affront to me, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of times I would go back to things that Jesus had told me over the years, and one of the things he told me (laughs) was how great my life is going to be, right, in the future. And I don't see it. Other than other than the work I do, it's like wait wait a minute. What is, what is this glorious life you promised me? And so it got to the point where you know early on when I was going through the stages of grief with regard to the diagnosis, you get you have your anger, you have your bargaining, your depression. So in my anger, I was saying, you know, why would you tell me I'm going to have such a great life when you know something new every every year or two you know it's just it's funny but I had to forgive the assumption that I made that life would be a certain way simply because I I wish it to be um it's there's certainly much more value in it if I can rise to my challenges accept them deal with them survive them live to tell about it and help other people do the same you know that's right and that's, you know, that's what we have to be careful about is, you know, their version versus our fantasy. And, um, you know, mother told me much something very similar when we first began together. And I had this whole other idea about yes. what that meant and what that looked like. And I had a lot of anger that that's not what she was talking about. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> I was talking about outward, outward stuff. And she was talking about inner Oh, I see. And, of course, she turned out to be right that, you know, my inner life, my life now is, you know, is is more extraordinary and wonderful than I ever, ever could have imagined. And it has nothing to do with how much money I have, which isn't a lot, you know, what kind of car I drive, which is a Prius, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm not... I'm not, you know, on TV shows and, you know, so it's, um, it's ironic that I went to, uh, you know, being loved by thousands, you know, tens of thousands and having uh, enough money to be this sort of comfortable, slightly lavish life and, you know, all these fantasies that I had. And she was like, that has nothing to do with having a an amazing life. Uh, it can be part of it, but it's not, that's not at the heart of it. And right. it turned out that, yeah, she was right. She has helped me have an amazing, incredible life because of how I feel inside myself now. Right. Um, and, you know, there's, there's no comparison. Like mm-hmm. my worst days now don't even compare to my best days before I stepped on this path. Right. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Because Absolutely. I, I had such a version of myself, my inner life. I, I had no inner life. And, you know, without an inner life, for me, this isn't for everybody, but for me, without an inner life, it's not much of a life. You know, Lao Tzu said um, an unexamined life isn't worth living. And I know yes. that doesn't, everybody doesn't feel that way, but I personally do. And so, you know, she did end up giving me this incredible life because I have an inner life. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we can look at it this way. Let's look at uh, money. 
we can be miserable in poverty, but we can also be miserable in richness, right? Exactly, yep. So if you can be peaceful in financial struggle, how much more rewarding would richness be because it doesn't mean as much to you in terms of saving your life or helping you save space or whatever, whatever that means for you. And so I noticed that inner life with me, it's the most important thing because if you're miserable inside, what, what does it matter what happens in the external? Right. And so I get to see my external differently now. I've done so much work on myself, energy healing, thinking about things and what have you. And I can say that the neighborhood in my mind is a lot brighter. It's a lot yeah. brighter. Like I wouldn't mind a few visitors. you know what I mean? And, yeah. And so that inner life is my goal. I, I want to feel peace no matter what's happening. And Mother, um, not too long ago, like the other day, reminded me, remember how you felt when you got your first apartment? It wasn't much at all, but I was happy because I had a safe place to be, a roof over my head. Um, uh, My family is very dysfunctional and and you're always under attack. So I finally had a place to be that was safe. And I said, yes, I want to go back to that and reintegrate that feeling of peace. And when I do that, then a lot of the details don't matter. Yes. I can carry that with me. Yeah. That is a beautiful, that is beautiful. And I, I agree. So that, you know, that is their version of wealth. <laughs> so, you know, exactly. I, realize I had to, <laughs> when yeah. she said and, things like that to me, I was like, right. oh, we're operating under two different mindsets here, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and it doesn't necessarily mean that certain things won't happen in, in both our lives. No. Um, you mentioned, no, no. you know, you're not on a TV show. But there is a TV show in my future, so don't worry about that. You will be on a TV show. It's just, <laughs> it's just not here yet, you know. So as long as we have time. peace within. I, I was thinking yesterday about some of my favorite songs. And so I made a mental list. And the first one is always Amazing Grace. Mm. And this is from Catholic school when I was a kid. And I only went there three years, but I pulled a lot out of it. Amazing Grace is number one. Number two is Make Me a Channel of Your Peace. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that the St. Francis par- prayer. Yes. Make me a channel of your peace. And and look, we're both channels. Isn't that yep. beautiful? And then, of course, Hallelujah Chorus and the way I feel when I hear Hallelujah Chorus and just that acknowledgement of God and his love. And it's very important to me to have a good life and do the most I can in it, in this life. But it's just a yep. life. And carrying that soul knowledge with you wherever you go is so much more rewarding than manifesting things that you want, you know? Yes, I agree. I agree. Yes. And sometimes I don't want it to be that way, but I do agree, you know, in the, in the heart of me that that's exactly what feels the best. Mm -hmm. So shall we bring mother in to see what she has to say about this? Let's do that. Thank you very much. Yes. All right. Hold on just a second. Okay.
Hello, beloved ones. Hello, Mother. Welcome. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, my dear. It's wonderful to be here today with you, Charlotte, and all those that are listening. Mm. Mm. Well, we all anticipate your arrival every month, Mother. Mm. Thank you, beloved. So we are talking about uh, acceptance of all challenges, yes? Yes, ma'am. So what I wanted to say about this today is um, when you look at a particular challenge that presents itself in your life, whether it's very big, like your husband, cancer, or Mm -hmm. if it is more on the smaller uh, scale of life problems, uh, like the car won't start, right? Uh, or you're having car trouble. So anywhere on that spectrum, each situation is going to have a set of challenges, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't know exactly what those challenges are going to be at the very beginning of the experience. But as you start to walk through the experience, you start to notice that there are all these pieces. And if you look at them as just that, pieces, right? And you want to keep in mind that everything about that situation, no matter how long you have to walk through it, everything about that situation will go so much more smoothly if you can accept all the pieces, all the parts, right? Uh, Because if you say, yes, I accept this whole experience, but you realize you're not accepting certain parts, and some of those parts might be big parts, then you're Think of it as hobbling yourself. You know what that word means and the image? Mm -hmm. Right. So, yes, you can still move, but it's it's much harder. You go much more slowly um, and not slow in a good way, right? Not being thoughtful, uh, but slow as in um, you are dragging, right, through the situation. So any time that you find yourself in a larger challenge, right? That something difficult has found its way into your life. And that could be positive, right? Let's say that um, someone falls in love, right? New relationship, everything's going great. Um, But that is also a challenge, because you are learning how to relate to that person. You are learning what their needs are, their wants, what their hopes and dreams are. You're letting them learn about yourself. Or maybe you're not, because that's scary for you. Mm. Right? So the challenge yeah. is that you're falling in love, but there's little pieces that you are, um, are very problematic for you. Right? 
So when you are in any kind of newer situation, you want to pay attention to all the pieces and ask yourself, can I accept, can I accept that it frightens me to let my new love really see deep inside me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it frightens me to connect deeply with that person because what if they see inside and they don't like what they see and they go away, right? So just right. accepting that part of yourself, that this is where you often stumble in relationships, it will clear that way. It's as if you open the doors and let a clean breeze through to blow out the shadows and the cobwebs. And then it gives you that strength to say, well, okay, I'm scared. And yes, this person could reject me. From If I really let them see inside me, they could reject me over it. But I know that I want to move through this fear. I don't want to live my life bound by this fear. So I'm going to slowly, because I accept this one thing about myself, I'm going to slowly and steadily reveal myself to my new partner, consciously, consistently. And then I'm going to leave the results in the hands of God or spirit or whatever you think of as universal loving energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What happens for many people, and you discovered this recently, Bilamid, that when there is a lack of acceptance about one of the pieces, particularly a big piece, somehow that can color the whole experience. Yes. It can create an exhaustion, a frustration, um, a full uh, loss of one's center uh, yes. through the process, right? And what can happen when that those that one piece or those pieces that are not being accepted in the whole what can happen is that you make choices as you move through the experience that are made from uh, much deeper fears than what actually is being called for in the situation, meaning that if you're not conscious of the lack of acceptance and take steps to shift into acceptance, then you're dragging all your fears and insecurities and past upset into the present situation where they really don't belong, right? Right. That they are not needed in the present situation. So it is so important when you find yourself, even if it's a positive new experience, right? 
positive, negative, doesn't matter. You want to just keep track of what, how, as you view as the different parts, right? Well, there's this part and that part and this part and the money part and driving all this way and the hospital and the cancer itself and my husband <laughs> and his health and right. So there's all these different parts. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you just keep track. You write it in your journaling to say each day you ask yourself, am I accepting of each one of these parts? You don't have to rejoice, right? Acceptance doesn't necessarily mean that you are rejoicing and you are uh, infinitely happy to drive an hour and a half one way to the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what acceptance does, and here's the important part, it brings you to peace. Mm-hmm. So that now you're driving instead of, oh, why do I have to do this? I have so much to do. It's so frustrating. But all of a sudden you are looking around you and you are noticing uh, the trees and the beauty and you're noticing uh, people doing funny things in their cars. Maybe they're singing and dancing a little bit and you smile and there is some laughter. Um, right? There is more. You are engaged in yeah. what you're doing. You are present in what you're doing. When you are not in acceptance, you cannot be present. Let right. me say that again. When you are not in acceptance, you cannot be present. Because the only thing in the moment is what's in the moment, is what is. So when you're present, you have to be in acceptance because you're living inside of what is. So you will know that's your sign. You will know when you're in acceptance and when you're not by how present you are. And you'll start to notice there are certain pieces of the situation that you just avoid the present moment constantly. The moment you think about that piece, you're off in the future or in the past. Mm -hmm. And then you'll get something like the what you got in the mail, right? Right, the bill. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at it, it takes you right to the moment, right? Yes, it did. Completely centered you and grounded you right into the moment. And what else is in the moment? But what is? And so mm-hmm. that one moment brought you right into acceptance and helped you to recognize how much time you were spending not in acceptance. Yes. I feel better. Does that make sense? Absolutely it does, and I feel better since I got the bill. Well, the first bill was a quarter million dollars. The next bill was half a million dollars. And something shifted, and I I felt it, and I, I felt the peace come up. And I think 
I, I shifted into a, a more simplistic way of being, and I can make my life reflect that, and I think that might yes. be helpful. Yes. And uh, like you said, driving to the hospital, you know, all the emotions that would churn as I did it. And for the listeners, um, I had issues with driving because of a big scare I had a few years ago where I almost was in a head-on collision. So I had a lot of anxiety about driving. I am noticing the good that the anxiety when I drive is reduced, the fear of getting lost, anything that goes along with that. And as I was saying yesterday to um, Dr. Bob with The Course of Miracles, I came down this windy road and there was a canopy of trees. And no matter how I was feeling, what I looked at was, look at how the sunlight comes through the leaves like that. Isn't it beautiful? And isn't it wonderful that you're going through this experience but now you can go through it this feeling this and not feeling that extreme exhaustion because you're right. My mind and my body are very, very tired. They really are. But my soul is not. Yes. And that's what exactly. I'm trying to stay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because your soul recognizes the importance of acceptance of what is being present in the now. So it's, it's hard because when you believe that a piece of the experience should not be what it is, whether it's the money or the drive or the cancer itself or anything, mm-hmm. right? anything, any piece of it shouldn't be what it is, you are going to create a lot of suffering for yourself. And you are going to create a lot of um, need for big energy expenditure because you are fighting what is, right? Right. Um, We shouldn't have bills this big. Uh, We shouldn't have so little money, right? We shouldn't have this. We shouldn't have that. So um, there is this desire inside to fight what is. And when that happens, you are really just fighting yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to ask yourself, all of you that are going to hear this, you must ask yourself, is the fight worth it? Right? If I fight what is, is it going to get me what I want? Is it somehow magically going to be different from all the other times I have fought and struggled against what is? And when I brought this topic up, it was because of all the pieces that are part of any given situation or event. No matter how long that event plays out, accepting each part along the way is going to give you so much more energy, so much more flow, help you to make the very best decisions you can possibly make. And here's the very best part. When you accept what is and you don't fight it, It is the exact opposite of 
um, the belief that, oh, it's always going to be this way. If I give up, I'm saying that this is okay and that it's okay for it to always be that way. But that's not at all what you're doing. When you surrender in the moment to what is, when you accept what is, and that's really what acceptance is, it's a surrender. You're surrendering Mm -hmm. the struggle, the denial, the uh, lack of attention, right? When you accept what is, you actually open yourself to the realm of possibility. And all of a sudden, you feel you're on a much broader uh, pathway that anything could happen. For example, your uh, sort of battle with money and what is. Well, Mm -hmm. then uh, uh, your brother... uh, way to generate uh, money and who are you to decide where the money comes from that is left Mm. to God right Mm -hmm. you are the instrument of God and so your job is to stay in the moment and open yourself step onto that broad path the path that is open to any and every possibility, Mm -hmm. right? And what you find on that path is that you're not walking alone anymore. When you're fighting and struggling and denying, then you're in that mindset that you have to fix it. You have to figure it all out. Your efforts and your efforts alone have to save the day. But when you accept what is, when you relax, feel the peace, all of a sudden you can breathe. And you look around and there's lots of people on this path with you who would Mm -hmm. love to support you and help you and lend that helping hand. Mm -hmm. Just as you have lent them a helping hand or um, they have, uh, you will lend them a helping hand at some point in your future, right? Mm -hmm. What is important in the now is connection. That's where you connect with possibility, with people, with love, with spirit. That's where you connect. Okay. It's very hard to connect when you are in the future or in the past, or you are fighting the present tooth and nail. Yes. I was uh, putting a lot of energy into trying to stay ahead of the situation so that I wouldn't perceive any hurt by it. I think I'm much better. Uh, I just want to double check. You said when, when you would accept, it's the exact opposite, and you open to a realm of possibility. I want to be careful um, with my thinking and with that of the listeners that if we say, okay, well, I'll accept it because I think that'll fix it. That, that means if I accept it, then this is going to happen and create an assumption and some fantasy expectation that might cause them further hurt. But you're saying 
open to the realm of possibility, step on that broader path, and just see what happens? Beloved, if someone is doing what you just described, they are not in acceptance. Right. Because when you're present, when you are at peace with what is, when you are grounded in what is, what you know in your bones is that you have no idea what the outcome is going to be. Right. So as soon as you start anticipating and fantasizing, you're not in the present anymore. You're somewhere right. out in the future, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're in the present, when you relax into the present, you recognize the realm of possibility is not for you to, it's not like um, in the United States you have that Black Friday, that shopping day where everyone is racing inside stores and grabbing what they can. <laughs> That's not what the realm of possibility is. Imagine that you're floating in a safe space. Mm. And when you are open to the realm of possibility, the very thing that you need just floats towards you and says, okay. I'm here if you want to choose me. And you okay. can feel it's the right thing. You don't know why because you're not in the future and you don't know how it's going to turn out. But you can feel that it's the next step. And the realm of possibility is not like a shopping mall. Right? You don't get to see thousands and thousands and thousands of choices. You might know, you might feel they're there. Only the ones that will come close to you that you realize, those are my possibilities. Right. Those are the ones that are here to be chosen. It's the next step and the next step, and the next step, right? Right. You have heard this analogy many times, I am certain, but I'll say it again. When you are in the present, it's very much like driving at night, right? You can only see so far ahead, but you get there, right? You can only see to the end of your headlights, right? But that's all you need to see. You don't need to see everything in the realm of possibilities. You just need to see that stretch of road in front of you. Yes. And sometimes you get lost. Sometimes you uh, drive past your turn or miss your exit and, oh, fine, all right, turn around, go back. And then (laughs) these are small because you are staying present. And what comes to you Along that broad path, what connects to you or what asks for permission to connect with you is just what you need for your next step. But as soon as you start with expectations and fantasizing about what it should look and what it's supposed to be and how it's all going to end, you are back in the struggle. Right. And it's tempting. It's so tempting. And I promise you that what you will do in the present, that next step, that next step, will help you to have a better future. You don't have to 
um, know what that future is going to be in order to start creating it in the present. Right. Mm-hmm. You leave that up to us. That's yes. our job. That's our part of the co-creation. Okay. And I was reminded uh, a number of times when Jesus said to me early in the beginning, he said, hold my hand and follow me as though your eyes are closed and just trust yes. me. Exactly. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I feel different. I definitely feel different. There's. Good. Did you hear? Did you hear me tell Danielle that I felt this very strange exhilaration come up? Yes. And I was a bit startled by it. I was happy that I'm in this situation. Very interesting. Indeed. Indeed. And it the mind says that's not right, or that's counterintuitive. That yes. seems mm-hmm. odd, and yet. When you are present in the moment, you get to feel all that. And that one feeling, beloved, that is going to that has the power to sustain you through this whole process. Okay. So that is a gift, gift. And when that's what I'm talking about in the realm of possibility, right? You needed that feeling to well up inside of you so that you can take your next steps right mm-hmm. and I, I try to see it as an adventure um, and it's hard and there's a lot of pressure but I'm just going to keep doing what you say you know I'm just going to keep doing what you tell us to do as long Mother- as you stay in the present to the best mm-hmm. of your ability this is not black or white so I want to make that very clear to the listeners mm-hmm. don't punish yourself it's just when you realize you're not in the present or you're not, you're fighting against accepting something, some part of the situation or even the whole situation, then really just take a breath and recognize it's absolutely normal. The mind still likes to believe it can figure everything out. Take your deep breath. And just sit in the present moment and allow yourself to acknowledge mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually what is. And keep telling yourself, it's all right. Just in this moment, it's all right. I'm all right. Right. Mm. I definitely feel the growth and the expansion. It's very different than it was in the beginning, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. It's good. It's good, good to not be in that um, chaotic, terrified space, you know, in my mind. Good. Mother, can I ask you a question on an unrelated topic? Yes, and then. Uh, we will end for today, all right? Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, my friend Amber, her husband, I'm sure as you know, has cancer, and he woke from a very deep sleep after sleeping all day, and he said something to her, and I verified with her. I said, were his eyes clear, and he was clear and present. 
But he woke and he looked at her and he said, I have to go to sleep for a couple of weeks because they're going to cocoon me and I need you to trust me. Could you explain what that might mean about cocooning uh, an individual, the spirit? Does spirit do that type of thing? Sometimes, yes, um, to bring about a particular um, movement in one's evolution. And illness is uh, one of those uh, wonderful avenues on which you can do that. Because oftentimes in your modern world or even in the not-so-modern world, to have someone uh, sleep for so long, to be inactive, to not uh, work, to not do all the things that uh, they are normally asked to do as a human is not easy, right? To just uh, Mm -hmm. come home from work one day and put your bag down and say, I I have to sleep for the next few weeks and um, let that be okay. But when you're ill, uh, these are one of the ways that... um, it's almost, imagine it as if um, it's a spiritual coma, right? where the energy and the spirit is very much at rest. Uh, sometimes in medicine, they induce a coma mm-hmm. right? uh, to help the brain, the swelling of the brain come down for different mm-hmm. uh, reasons so mm-hmm. that the body is completely at rest and uh, there is time uh, to heal. Away from worry, away from so much stress and uh, fears. So it's a little bit, it is very, that's a good way to describe it, the cocooning, uh, because there is um, sort of a removal of one from one's uh, usual uh, cares and worries and fears. Right? And that is what can bring about not just profound healing. Uh, we don't know yet what spirit and his soul have in store for him, but it mm-hmm. is absolutely utilized as sort of leap forward in one's uh, spiritual evolution as a human. Thank you for answering that. That's what I thought. And does that not necessarily mean that his physical body would be asleep for several weeks. Is that even possible? Well, uh, it, anything is possible, beloved. Okay. Uh, but it's, um, it is uncertain as to how it will affect his body, but it is absolutely uh, going to be a wonderful thing for his soul, his energy, his life force. Yes. Yes, it seems so. Wow. Thank you very much for answering that. I really appreciate it. I'd never heard of anything like that before. It's a good way to put it, but uh, there have been different terms used uh, before. Um, will be, I believe it will be good for you to sort of keep tabs on that situation, to just explore yes. it with your friend and okay. see what happens. All right. Oh, yes, I certainly will. Has it ever happened to me in my lifetime? Would it be noticeable? It would be noticeable, yes. But no, it has not. Mm-hmm. It has not. Okay. Well, thank you very much for all of this, Mother, once again. We all love you. All of us. 
And I love all of you absolutely unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Be kind to yourself, beloved. And all those that are listening, be very kind to yourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Namaste. Namaste, Mother. Hello. Hi. Hi. That was Ooh. great. That was. And I I have to say that I really like, um, you know, because I tend to be a, a black and white thinker from way back. So I think right. about situations in black or white, right? Like I'm, oh, oh, I accept the situation, but I never stop to think about the parts. Like I'm accepting all, that was so helpful for me, really helpful for me. Like all of a sudden I was listening and I thought, oh my goodness, that is exactly what I needed because I feel like I do say, I speak oftentimes in absolutes. Like, oh yeah, I accept this. or I accept that person. But I realize that I I accept maybe the majority of them, but I don't accept parts of them. Mm -hmm. Or I accept the majority of the situation, but I don't accept certain parts. And I didn't realize until she was talking about it how, how much energy I, I may be expending Probably, most likely, I just don't know yet because I haven't really observed it, but how much energy I expend in trying to manage those little parts um, without realizing how much that will affect the whole the whole situation right. or the your or or the whole relationship I have with that person mhm very um, yeah, and she said, oh, write it out and look at what keep in mind all right. the pieces for me, it feels like maybe I can use resentment as um a tool. Where, okay, so what do you feel resentful for? And that will take you to what you're resisting. That's so, a great idea. Yes, that's a great so, idea. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Look at your feelings. I might, I might not resent that person, uh, um, you know, in a, in a big way, but I might resent one of their habits or right. something that they do. Do you know what I – yeah, yeah, that's great, Charlotte. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Well, maybe I can make a chart of emotions and – yeah, I think I'll do that. Um, we can use all the emotions to, to tell us yeah. in which direction we should head to find that piece that we're not accepting. And then once we get that done, feel the shift, and then do it all over again. And I absolutely adored, I had never heard this um, analogy about being present is like driving at night. You can only see so far in the distance. That's fantastic. Yeah. Isn't that a great one? Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I know. It's one of my favorites. And I come back to it over and over again because uh, I have a tendency. I don't so much get lost in the past anymore. Uh, That has healed enormously in my life. Um, But I do future trip. Ugh, I spent way too much time in the future. And um, 
but you know that's okay. I used to spend way too much time in the past, so I'm I'm learning. You know, it's it's uh it's definitely a process, but I realize that when I think about that analogy, when I think okay, uh, all I need to see is just a very short distance ahead. That's that's all I need to know, and and that's all I need to to focus on is what's right in front of me to do, that one stretch of road, that short stretch of road. And it's true. You always get, you know, to where you're going. You do. But in a much more present fashion, which has got better all the way around. Why drive at night screaming and crying because you can't see farther than five feet in front of the car? dark so it's like your mind is like oh well we accept that because it's dark you know but yeah if you spent the whole time just screaming and railing and being so pissed off because it and was dark the, the, it and here's, like, uh, here's okay yeah here's the funny yeah. part just because you're screaming and crying while you're driving in the night does not mean the sun is going to hear you and rise <laughs> just for you <laughs> right. i can't do That's this it's right. dark i can't see and this and that and the other thing and this is terrible i don't accept this i resent this Look at what you're doing to yourself. So if we swing that over that's, and apply it to even the smallest thing, we'll be okay. Right. That's exactly That's a great way to look at it. Yep. Uh, Except when uh, you cannot change. What is that that's prayer? That's right. The serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. Yeah, it's a good one. It kind of takes on a whole new meaning in this context, doesn't it? It does. It does. And I I use it a lot in this context. (laughs) I use it. It's like that short little prayer is is like a mantra for me. I've been using it for decades, and I love it. I love it. Okay. Beautiful. It's such a great reminder, yeah. Yeah. Well, this was lovely. Once again, mm. great topic. Thank you so much for having me again today. I love being here. Always. We we do have fun. Oh, and for the <laughs> listeners, Beloved Publications is where you want to go to check out everything that Danielle and Mother Mary have going on. Spiritualinsightsradio.com. Check out the archives that I put together of as many teachings as I could gather. All right, Danielle, we'll be doing this again in a few short weeks. Yes, we will. Thank you. All right, take care. You're very welcome. Bye bye. I hope this has been as helpful for you as it has been for me. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.